3: The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Rainy and windy this morning, giving way to showers this afternoon. Good morning, I'm Margie Schaefer, and here's what's happening. As we've been reporting, the Salinas River in Monterey County has reached flood stage and is threatening to cut off all remaining major roadways into and out of the Monterey Peninsula. Uh, KCBS's Matt Bigler joins us live with the latest. Matt.
2: Margie, evacuation orders and warnings are in effect for areas along the Salinas River, which has reached flood stage at 23 feet. It could reach 24 feet sometime later today. The community of Spreckles, which is right on the river south of Salinas, is mostly a ghost town this morning. This is the answering message at the Spreckles self-storage.
4: Thank you for calling Spreckles self-storage. As you may be aware, we are under a mandatory evacuation for the Monterey County Sheriff's Department. Our gates and our office are locked, in accordance with the
2: order. Now if floodwaters from the Salinas River get high enough, they could inundate Highway 68 to Salinas and Highway 1, essentially cutting off access to the Monterey Peninsula. And we should note Highway 101 is not affected by this. Nick Pasculi is with the Monterey County Sheriff's Office.
4: So we are preparing
2: for that. We are, we're hoping for the best, but we are gonna be prepared for that because it did happen in 1995. Now, one resident who remembers the 95 flooding is Horace Mercurio, the owner of Cafe Mia Coffee Shop in Marina.
0: Basically, Monterey became an island. And if you were here during that time, you were trapped here until the the waters receded in the uh, They were able to get uh, traffic flowing again.
2: Of course, everyone is hoping that doesn't happen. The Salinas River is expected to peak sometime between noon today and Sunday. Reporting live, Matt Bigler, KCBS.
3: Thank you, Matt. Since more rain means the potential for more flooding, the Santa Clara Valley Water District has extended a countywide flood emergency declaration. Here's KCBS's Jim Taylor.
2: Flooding remains a major concern in the South Bay.
0: Besides just giving people sandbags, you go out and make sure that the city is cleaning the gutters, the storm drains. And what can we do to get debris out of like down at the some Marina?
2: Valley Water District Director Richard Santos sharing his thoughts with us. There's
0: no magic wand. You know, if it keeps on raining, we keep on working. We're, we're, our employees are working. <laughs> Over time, and you name it. If it keeps raining, we keep working.
2: They will be working through the weekend because the ground is saturated. There is really nowhere for more rainfall to go. Staying on the sunny side, though. We're not
0: out of the drought, but the dams are being full, and that will help carry us over. And we hope we can get rain safely, and we'll continue preserving the best we can.
2: Countywide flood emergency declaration remains. Jim Taylor, KCBS.
3: The next round of storms could deliver a soaking to tomorrow's 49ers Seahawks playoff game. KCBS's Mike DeWald is live outside Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, where work is being done nearly round the clock to get the field ready for kickoff. Mike.
1: That's right, Marky. The turf is down, the lines are drawn, and the end zones are painted in red in a playoff homage to Candlestick Park. The stadium
0: has uh, performed well. We are ready. The city of Santa Clara is ready. Levi Stadium is ready, and and I think the field will be ready as well.
1: That's Jim Mercurio, general manager here at Levi's Stadium. The tarps have been down through much of this deluge of rain. Now get this, also on the field, you'll find about a half dozen massive industrial-sized blow-drying fans.
0: It's just an opportunity to kind of get the, the the winds kind of floating. It just helps dry some of the grass up a little bit.
1: Now rain or shine, of course, fans are riding high on the team's success. Owen is from Redwood City. It's been a ride is the best way to describe it, but we're excited. Mr. Irrelevant quarterback Brock Purdy has been a revelation, and his jersey sales have soared. Ashley Saren was getting ready for the game by picking up some last-minute gear.
5: I am excited about it. I am frustrated that we have to play the Seahawks again. Not a huge fan of having to do that. Um, But it's okay. We'll beat them again like we have before.
1: Now, once these two teams take the field, Mercurio says the rest is left to Mother Nature. A lot of people say that's real football weather anyway. Reporting live at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Thank you, Mike. It'll be rainy and
3: windy this morning, giving way to showers this afternoon. We do have a slight chance of thunderstorms as well. Highs around 60 tonight. More rain, possible thunder overnight. Lows in the 50s. And tomorrow will be the rainiest day of the weekend. Gusty winds and a flood watch in effect. Highs in the 50s. It will be soggy at Levi's Stadium. It's not unusual during the winter to see a spike in what's known as seasonal affective disorder, a type of depression triggered by the change in seasons. But as KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us, experts say these weeks, of storms coupled with the pandemic may be making people feel
1: even more isolated than before. Holly? Margie, with more rain coming in, who could blame you for lining up a pot of gumbo or chicken and dumplings this weekend? If stew and a long nap sound good, you could be part of the 20 percent of the population now feeling the winter blues. It's a milder form of depression than seasonal affective disorder.
4: So we tend to feel lethargic and sleep longer. We tend to crave carbohydrates and comfort food craving. So weight gain can happen, can affect your concentration, even your sex drive. So the normal rhythms of a body Can really be disrupted.
1: Psychologist Elise Weinstein is former chief of mental health at Kaiser San Rafael. She says you need to get outdoors when you can. Get your
4: heart rate going, get the oxygenation to your brain. That really is an effective mood modulator, making sure that you eat well, lots of vitamin D, lots of green leafy vegetables, and also decreasing your stress. This just isn't a time where you want to take on a huge project when you're feeling low and your concentration's low and your sleep is is increased
1: Reporting live Hallick One CBS
5: Thank you, Holly. Hey, good morning. Meteorologist Jessica Birch here. It's Friday. We made it to the weekend, but boy, is it going to be a wet one. We have a frontal system pushing through this morning, bringing us some showers all throughout the Bay Area with some lingering showers into the evening hours tonight. A wind advisory in effect until 10 a.m. this morning. I will say this, though. I'm definitely expecting another wind advisory to stay in effect tomorrow morning as the next frontal system wakes us up tomorrow in the early morning hours, anywhere from 6 to 7 a.m., and it'll last as we head into the afternoon. So windy and wet conditions, even as we head into our Saturday setup. If you are heading out to the 49ers game, just keep that in mind. Those windy conditions are still going to stick around and we could see some hit or miss showers into the late evening hours that night. By Sunday, there's still drizzle in the forecast. Same trend on Monday, but by Tuesday, it slowly starts to taper off. We're going to start drying up as we head into next week, which is definitely much needed. I'm meteorologist Jessica Birch with your KCBS KPIX first alert forecast.
3: The rain is back today across the Bay Area, and that could mean more mudslides, erosion, and other damage. And for more, we're joined on the KCBS, CBS Ring Central Newsline by Andrew Fisher, Distinguished Professor in Earth and Planetary Sciences at the Department at UC Santa Cruz. Thanks again for being with us this morning.
0: You're welcome. It's good to be with you.
3: Well, I wanted to ask you you know, we've been keeping an eye on the Salinas River. It's hit flood stage. Yesterday it was dry, and uh, yet still we are now seeing these waters continuing to rise. What's going on here?
0: Well, the Salinas River has a large basin and that is the area on which rain falls and then feeds to the river is, is pretty large. It extends quite a way south. And so it takes a while for all of that rain to hit the ground and then the runoff to flow and then for it to, to end up in the river. So yeah, I'm looking at the gauge right now at, um, at Spreckles and it looks like it's on its way up. Um, it's past the lower mark of what's indicated as minor flood stage and it's headed up towards moderate flood stage. And And of course, we're not entirely sure where it's going to peak out. A story I heard this morning was that it may not be quite as severe as was thought yesterday, but this is still something to keep a close eye on. And I hope folks in the area are being safe and limiting their travel. Um, until we can really figure out what's going to happen here with the river.
3: Yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, we've, we have had some inundation of, of roads. And I don't know if the, when the rivers rise this high, does it change river behavior? Does it change the riverbed? Do things have to be looked at afterwards?
0: That's a great question. You know, rivers are dynamic and living systems. The channels change. In many cases, the channels can move if the rivers aren't hemmed in by by levees if they're not strongly controlled rivers move around over their lifetime and and that is one thing that people will probably be looking at Uh, big events can deliver a lot of sediment they can deliver a lot of debris and so boy when we get done with this with this big run of storms I'm sure folks will be out um, taking a look at the river channel seeing if there are areas that need to be cleared um, seeing if there's sediment that that should be removed or pushed to the side in order to help the channel to be able to carry big flows in the future.
3: Andrew, with this series of storms, we've been seeing a little bit of everything. We've got floods, mudslides, downed trees, sinkholes, roads collapsing. How unstable is the ground right now?
0: It's really variable place to place. There are some areas that seem to be handling this pretty well. Uh, There are other areas where we've seen a lot of flooding um, in general, the ground is quite saturated. All the little pore spaces, the little gaps between the grains, they've, they've mostly filled in now. And that means that even a relatively modest event in the next few days could have a, a large impact in terms of the amount of runoff that gets generated. And the, the ground, when it gets filled with water, is heavy. And that contributes to this instability, to the movement, the, the slides and the rock falls and, and so forth. So, again, it's just I, I can't emphasize enough how important it is for folks just to, to be aware of what's around them, where the, where the trouble spots might be, and to the extent they can try to limit being out during these big events because emergency crews and whatnot are out and they're trying to deal with folks who, who really need help.
3: Thank you so much for your expertise. We've been joined on the KCBS Ring Central newsline by Andrew Fisher. He is a distinguished professor in Earth and Planetary Sciences Department at UC Santa Cruz. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24/7 by saying "Play KCBS Radio."